Welcome to the Family Life Church Podcast. We hope you're blessed and encouraged to share this with someone you know. Subscribe or visit thefamilylife.org for more information. Amen. Looking forward to gathering together. And so, Acts chapter 3, verses 1 through 6. And the scripture says this, Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. And a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried whom they laid, somebody help me here, they laid him daily. daily. They laid him daily at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked an alms, and Peter, he fastened his eyes upon him with John, and he said, look on us, and he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And I just want to preach to you for a few minutes here today, begging by the gate, begging by the gate. Would you lift up your voice and would you lift up your hands towards heaven? And would you just begin to ask God to give you ears to hear and a heart to receive today? Come on, would you, would you just take a moment right now and say, God, give me ears to hear, Lord what it is that you have for us. Give us a heart to receive that in the name of Jesus, what you have for us, Lord. Let it fall on good ground today, Lord. Let me me have ears to hear, Lord, that in the name of Jesus, let your will be done, God. In the name of the Lord, and before you're seated, would would you point to somebody? Would you connect eyes with somebody? Would you wave at somebody? Let them know it's good to be in the house of the Lord. And you may be seated. Amen. Now, I know this is obvious, but, but bear with me because I need to say this in order to get where I am going today. But the fact is we are living in probably the craziest season of our lives. As friends and family and saints and loved ones and people even under the sound of my voice have dealt with loss and loneliness and uncertainty that during this pandemic and and during this season of life, we have dealt with things that are just so incredibly abnormal. That it's certainly been a wild time and I'm not going to stick on this for long and so I'll move right on here and say with all of that craziness and with all of that uncertainty let us never forget as the body of Christ that in the midst of all of this as children of the most high God we still have a hope we still have a future we, we, we still have a wonderful Savior and a mighty God. We still have a solid rock in which we can lean on and put our faith in and put our weight on that God, no matter what I face. And since we do, even in the middle of a pandemic, we have much to be thankful for. First Thessalonians chapter 5 says that in everything give thanks. 
for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Brother Esau, when I was youth pastoring, I would have countless students come up and say, I just wish I knew the will of God for my life. I just wish that I knew God's plan and I would go and I'd say, hey, let's sit down for a second. I've got something great for you. And we'd go to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and I'd say, I know the will of God for your life. It's found right here in the word of God that in everything, let us be people that say, God, I'm going to give you thanks and praise. That every single moment and every single situation, God, I am giving you thanks. That Philippians chapter 4 says, be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God. First Chronicles says, oh, give thanks unto the Lord for he is good and for his mercy endureth not just for a week and not just for a season, but his mercy, it endures forever. That in Acts chapter 3, Peter and John, they counted it pure joy to be persecuted for his namesake. That it didn't matter how bad things were and it didn't matter how ugly the persecution was and it didn't matter what the rulers said or what the rulers did. They were thankful that they got to carry out the job of sharing Jesus, of sharing the Savior, of sharing the healer with a lost and dying world. And so in February of 2021, let praise and thanksgiving be on our lips now more than ever, church. That God, no matter what we face, he is with us. That every storm that comes our way and every circumstance that we go through, God is with us. That God is watching over us. God is leading us. God is directing us. Come on, somebody. That the Lord, our God, is with us. And so even in the midst of it all, you and I, we have much to be thankful for because you and I, in the midst of all of this, we have Jesus. That as a child of the King on our worst days, we are still blessed. That on our most difficult days, we are still blessed. That in our lowest moments, we are still blessed because we have Jesus. And I wonder if we could just pause and lift up a hand towards heaven. And I know this might not be easy, but I wonder if we could just say, thank you, Jesus. Come on, maybe your world is upside down right now, and maybe there are things that are not perfect, but God, I'm thanking you anyways. Lord, I'm offering up praise, and I'm offering up thanksgiving that in everything, God, I'm going to give thanks. Come on, would you clap your hands unto the Lord right now? But what about those that don't have what you and I have? What what about those that don't have the joy that, that you and I have? Those that have never come down to an altar and given everything to God. Those that have never experienced the power of the Holy Ghost or being baptized in Jesus' name. Those that have never experienced his forgiveness and his peace and his strength. What about those that do not know Jesus like you and I know Jesus? 
that every single life-altering moment that I have ever been through and every single life-shaking season that I have ever had to endure, I have always known because of my pastor and because of my parents and because of my church, I have always, me personally, always known that there is somebody that I can run to. That in my darkest moments, I know that I can turn to the Lord, that I can call upon him and that I can run to him. But what about the souls on this earth that do not know Jesus like you and I know Jesus? That no wonder they turn to money. No wonder they turn to alcohol. And no wonder they turn to fornication. And no wonder they turn to drugs. And no wonder they turn to a politician for all of the answers. It's because they do not know. They do not know who can fill the void. And they don't know who can stop the heartache. And and they don't know who can ease the pain. That they are seeking for help. And they are starving for an answer. And they are looking for a solution. But they do not know who or what can supply the need. That they have not seen the word come to life. That says, my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. They have not seen the word come to life that says, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil for thou art with me. And so they are looking, they are seeking, and they are starving for a solution. They are seeking for help in this last day. And in Acts chapter 3, we see someone in this similar situation. We see a crippled man known as the beggar, someone looking for something. And in this specific case, he's he's looking for money. He goes to this temple daily and the word says, now Peter and John, Acts chapter 3 verse 1. Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. And a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried whom they laid, we saw this, daily at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple, who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked to receive alms. And Peter fastened his eyes upon him. And this beggar, he gave heed unto them, thinking, this is going to be my payday. This is going to be the moment that I get the coins that I've been waiting for. This this is going to be the day that I hit the jackpot. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. And Peter responds by saying, hold up, buddy. Silver and gold have I none. But I do have Jesus. And I find something interesting here in Acts chapter 3 because this fella, he, he's begging out there daily, seeking something. That, that daily he is hoping to get just a little something to get him through the day. That the, that the coin or two that he would receive each day, it would never heal him. That it would never ultimately fix all of his issues. That it would never ultimately provide for him. But it was all that this beggar knew to do. That every day I need somebody to take me to the temple so that I can ask for some alms. What's fascinating is that for Jews at this time in the book of Acts and in this time frame, almsgiving was considered an act that gained a person religious merit. 
That giving to the poor was emphasized in the Jewish tradition that Jews coming to the temple, they would often give individuals just a coin or two and go on with their things and go on with their day and and go on with getting to the temple for prayer. And so beggars knew this and they stationed themselves strategically around the temple. But on this day, the Bible says that there is a quickening in Peter's spirit. That there was something that moved in him realizing that this individual, he needs something more than just a coin. That this individual, he needs something more than just a handshake and he needs something more than just a smile and a wave and and for us to go on. And, And so Peter, he boldly offered him Jesus. I've got to just remind Family Life Church today that now more than ever, we have to boldly offer this world Jesus. I was listening to a podcast the other day, and the podcast was talking about Kodak. You remember Kodak? It was talking about all of these extinct businesses or businesses that have gone belly up or have filed for bankruptcy. And it was talking about Kodak and Polaroid and Radio Shack and Blockbuster and, and all of these, you know, dinosaur businesses. And, and what was interesting is they, they were talking about the fact that these companies, their issues came down to them not seeing the importance and the need to pivot. That, that for Kodak, they did not pivot towards digital photographs. That for Blockbuster, they did not pivot towards online distribution. And, and it's, 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 the deal here is that at the end of the day, there was a lack of understanding when it came down to what is valuable. That Kodak didn't see the value in pivoting towards digital photographs. That, that Blockbuster didn't see the value in going towards online distribution. And I promise this is not a business 101 class this morning. I'm, I'm going somewhere with this. And, and that is that when it comes to the world, what we are dealing with are people that are confused on the spiritual value system. That there is a misconception that what the world has to offer is something that will satisfy. That there is a misunderstanding that what the world has to offer is something that will bring them answers or something that will bring them joy or something that will bring them peace or something that will bring them hope. Come on, anybody have a testimony in the house this morning? So what we as the body of Christ has got to do is we've got to let the world know that there is something more valuable than sitting outside of the temple begging for coins. That we've got to step up in boldness. Come on, somebody. We've got to step up in boldness and share with them that there is a greater value in the Holy Ghost. There is a greater value in truth. There is a greater value in holiness. There is a greater value in going over here and being baptized in the name of Jesus. There is a greater value in coming to an altar and repenting of our sins. There is greater value in Jesus Christ. That there is nothing that compares to what you and I have. That everything the world has is a generic version of what God can supply. That the world will try to sell you love. And the world will try to sell you joy. And the world will try to sell you hope. But it does not come close to the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. Come on, would you clap your hands if you believe that today. 
Scripture says that Peter and John, they went to the temple at the hour of prayer being the ninth hour. That every single day, multiple times a day, people like Peter and John went to the temple to pray. That multiple times, the religious folk would go every single day. And we also read that the beggar, he went to the temple gates every single day. What that allows us to understand is is that people were walking right by this beggar multiple times. Every single day that God was ready to perform the miracle whenever somebody was ready to stop and allow the Lord to minister through them and it got me wondering how many times do we step over the soul? How many times do we walk by the potential miracle or the potential healing? How many times have I bypassed ministering to the individual in need because I had to get to the temple? And in 2021, I don't know about you, but I don't want to step over the miracle. I don't know about you, but in this last day when things are wild and when things are crazy, I do not want to step over the revival that God wants to do at Family Life Church in Bloomington, Indiana. And so God, give us eyes to see that there are people in need right now. Give us the burden, Lord, right now to understand that there are people crying out for an answer. I want you to notice in Acts chapter 3, it wasn't the beggar's faith that saved him. Have you guys ever seen this before? The beggar, just he just, he just wants money. It wasn't his faith that saved him. He, he, he never talks about God. He never talks about getting a healing. He, he's just hoping the entire time for a coin or two that it wasn't necessarily the beggar's faith that saved him. And, and, and we don't see that in Scripture. All we see is that he wanted money. But it was Peter's faith that made the difference. That it was the child of God that stepped out. That it was the one that was led of the Lord that determined to break from what was normal. It was Peter's decision to tap into the unknown and do something that every other normal religious person wouldn't do at the time. If you'll go a little bit further in Acts chapter 3, Brother Jordan, I'm going to throw you a curveball here. If you don't mind to put up verse 11 and 12 in Acts chapter 3. If you go just a little bit further... The lame man, the, the, the beggar individual, he is healed and they go to the porch and they're rejoicing and it says this, and as the lame man which was healed held Peter and John, all the people ran together unto them in the porch that is called Solomon's greatly, somebody help me, they're wondering, what's happened? Who did this? What power? Go on to verse 12, uh, 12 there, Brother Jordan. And when Peter saw it, he answered unto the people. And he said, ye men of Israel, why marvel ye at this? Why are you shocked at this? Why are you surprised at this? Or why are you looking, look at this, why are you looking earnestly on us? 
As though by our own power or our own holiness, we have made this man to walk. And if you'll go to verse 16, Brother Jordan, he answers by saying this. It's not our power. It's not our might. It's not through us. It's not through anything that we do. In fact, it is in his name. It's in his name through, somebody help me, through faith. And so as we go outside of the four walls of this church, how do we do this? How do we reach people? How do we make an impact? How do we allow revival to take place through us and through this church? How do we be the light? It's not you and I, friends. It's not what we have to offer. It's not our talents. It's in Jesus Christ. And so God, give us faith. Come on, as our musicians come, I wonder if we could lift up a hand towards heaven that it's in the name of Jesus. And so God, give us faith. Give us faith to know that revival can take place. Give us faith to know that in the name of Jesus, healing can take place. That in the name of Jesus, miracles can take place. And so God, give your church, give your people, give us faith that it can happen in the name of Jesus that's done just giving alms, that's done just giving coins, but that by faith you would begin to give them Jesus. That God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, give us faith to know that it is in your name, through faith in your name, that can make the man strong, that can make the man whole, that can bring the revival, that can bring the miracle. Come on, if you believe that, would you one more time clap your hands unto the Lord? Would you stand this morning and continue to offer up praise and thanksgiving that, Lord, in the name of Jesus, use your church in this last day. In the name of the Lord. We see in Luke chapter 16, one more beggar standing by one more gate. This beggar's name is Lazarus. The Bible says he's full of sores. He's begging, he is seeking, he is pleading, he is hoping. The Bible says just for crumbs that fall from the rich man's table. Goes on to say that the rich man had nothing that he was in need of. He was seeking absolutely nothing, that the rich man had everything that he could desire on earth, that he was clothed in purple, and, and, and he had the gates to protect him, and, and he was in absolute need of nothing. But the Bible goes on to tell us that both of these individuals passed away, that Lazarus goes to Abraham's bosom, and the rich man goes to the eternal lake of fire. And what's interesting is we see the roles reversed. That now as the rich man is in eternal torment, he becomes the beggar. That he becomes the one seeking. That he becomes the one pleading. He says, if, if I could have just one drop of water, that I'm in such torment that, that just one drop of water will do it and and we see now this this rich man that all his life on earth he was in absolute need of nothing at all and here he is begging for just a single drop of water scripture goes on to tell us that abraham responds to him he says 
to the rich man that there's, there's nothing we can do. There's a great divide, that there's a great gulf between where we are and where you are, that there is, there is nothing we can do. We can offer you no water, that, that the time has passed and there's a divide here and there's a gulf here. And, 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 and so there is nothing that we can do that, that for the rich man, he had his opportunity and he had his time while on earth. But now it was too late. And church, it got me thinking. Thank God that we still have time. That if you're wanting more of Jesus, that if you're wanting your sins washed away, that if you're wanting a fresh start, that if you are wanting the mercy of God, if you are wanting the grace of God, come on, if you're wanting a second chance, if you're wanting a hundredth chance, there is still time, but we've got to seek him while we can. That maybe you have a burden in here today and you want to reach the lost and you want to reach the hurting and you want to reach the broken and you want to reach those that are in despair. There is still time, thank God, but we've got to reach them while we can. That if you're wanting to be used of God and if you're wanting to fulfill the plan that God has for you and if you're wanting to fulfill the purpose that God has for you and you have ideas and you have thoughts that God's going to use me and God's going to take me and God's going to propel me and God's going to allow me to be used of his glory and his honor. Thank God there is still time. But we've got to be used and we've got to be tapped into the purpose now while We can. I wonder this morning if there's a brave soul in the house of the Lord that will step out in faith while you can. God, we are seeking. God, we are pleading. Lord, we are hoping. And so while we can, Lord, the gate is open. Lord, there is not a great divide. Lord, there is not a great gulf. And so while I can, Lord, while there is still time, allow me, Lord, in the name of Jesus to muster up just a little bit of faith that in the name of Jesus, revival can take place, that healing can take place, that miracles can take place. Lord, help me to understand. I've got to do it while I can. Come on, if you'd like to, these altars are open. If you want to pray where you're at, that's totally fine. But these altars are open today. And so God, see our heart, see our burden, see our hunger that in the name of Jesus, while we can, God. Come on, church, let there be an anticipation like never before. Come on, in this peculiar time and in this last day, Lord, let there be a hunger from the church. Let there be a desire from the church that, Lord, if you can use anything, God, you can use me, Lord. That there's still time to be used to the glory of God. And so while there's time, Lord, use my hands, Lord. Use my feet, Lord. Use my talents, Lord. Use my gifts, Lord, for your kingdom.